Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by Matthew today's chapter five, message. I'll read this to you, Matthew chapter 5. You know, this is true whether you're tired or whether you're not, whether it's Christmas, whether it's not, whether your team just lost a big game or not. Whether your dog got run over or not. Anyway, stuff happens, right? Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Praise God. Mm. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled. <laughs> I tell you what, I want that more than anything. Praise God. You know, the level, to the degree to which you want something from God to really determines what he's able to do for you. Amen. If we wait till uh, the mood is just right, we'll miss out. Or things just seem right, we'll miss out on what God has for us. But we can endeavor not miss out. I challenge you. Coming into the, we're ending this year, 2016 has been great. It's actually been a wonderful year. And it doesn't mean it hasn't had challenges, but it's been a good year. It's been a great year, and, and God's been faithful. He's just been good. Can you agree with me? He's just, he's just been good. The faithfulness of God this year is just, it's been fun, actually, to watch. It's just been fun. But I believe next year, I tell you, God has so much more for us, so much more that he wants to do, so much more that's possible. Can I just say that? If we just throw back the doors of, of, of past experience and what we think is normal and just really go after him, I guarantee you just the beginning of 2017 can absolutely blow your mind. Now, we hear stuff like that, but you know it's true. There is no limits to what God can do. The only limit is what we're able to believe for, what we're able to, 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 to participate with, and really what we're able to hunger for. That's the only thing that determines or limits what we have. Is this all right for a Sunday night, right? Too close to Christmas? You know, our, our hunger is everything. Our hunger is everything. Now, the Lord put some things in my heart tonight, and I'm going to be talking about something I just can't get away from, but, and, and uh, you just have to be believing God with me that it all makes sense. Uh, but I'm just so excited about what God wants to do. I'm just excited about what God wants to do. Mm, Lord, he is good. Proverbs chapter three, go there with me. Proverbs, the third chapter. We're just going to jump into it and see where we land, but stay hungry. It says, stay hungry. I've been there. It's easy to get comfortable, just naturally speaking, in your seat. You get comfortable in your life. You come from what you have and miss out on what God has. He's got more for us. We're not talking about being weird. We're just talking about looking more like our Father. Yeah, being good imitators as dear, dear children, right? Proverbs, the third chapter, verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, scripture you know. And I, like I said, I just love this scripture. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. The amplified of this is lean on, 
trust in and be confident in the Lord with all of your heart and mind. Every part of you, be confident, lean on, trust in him. And do not rely on your own insight or understanding. You know, the way we see things, the way we think things should be is not even close to the way it should be or the way it could be. Right? Even, even what we see in the word, which is possible, isn't even close. Why? He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or even think. I mean, his ways are so much higher than our ways, we can't even compete with what he thinks. That's a good place to say amen. You're doing a good job, Pastor Greg. But we don't want to rely on, on our own insight and understanding. It says, in all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your path. In all your ways, recognize or know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight your paths. You know, several weeks back, I started talking about recognizing him. And, and uh, like I said, it's something that, that the Lord, for me personally, just keeps bringing me back to. You know, it's something that a few years ago that the Lord had brought to my attention. I began to endeavor to, to make a point of, of, of not just going through life as if it's just another day, but looking, approaching every day as it's another chance to recognize him and see him in some new way. And, and, and to recognize him in some other area and just to, to be conscious of his involvement in my life. And, um, you know, for me, you know, uh, uh, hearing from God is easy. Hearing from the Lord is easy. Can we all just, can we just, can we just agree together with what the word says that hearing from God is easy? My sheep know my voice. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy even tonight to hear from him. And I'm not saying what I'm saying. I, I, that's, and, and the Lord will speak through what I'm saying. But even the Holy Spirit on the inside of you can just speak up and, and begin to talk to you and share with you and direct you and guide you. I'm so glad and thankful for, for the Holy Spirit that, that I, we're not limited to just whoever's ministering or whatever song Brother Steve is leading or whoever. I mean, we, have the, we have the guide, the teacher on the inside. I mean, the revealer of truth. If he's going to reveal something, if, he, if his job is to reveal, then we've got to be able to hear him. Right? If he's been sent to reveal something, that means we're graced to hear what he's got to say. Right? I mean, if, if that's the truth, if, that's, if that is the third person of the Trinity, if that is God the Holy Spirit's assignment here is to guide us, to reveal, to teach, to encourage, even bring things back to our remembrance, we have got to be pre-wired, graced, enabled, equipped, endowed, anointed, whatever word you want to use to hear him, to recognize him, to know him, and, and not just something we got to hunt and look and search, but second nature, you just see him immediately. You just recognize and hear him immediately. That's what the word says, and that's true. Yeah, that's true for us. We, we, we know him. He, it's easy to hear God's voice. It's easy to hear God's voice. Everybody say it's easy to hear God's voice. That, and, and if you're in a place where maybe it's, it's not been easy for you, so I'll just be honest, Pastor Greg, it's not been easy. Start making a bold declaration of faith that it's easy to hear from him. I mean, let, let's, let's just be, put it, make it easy. Let's, let's just put it out there. How do you do this? First, just, just begin to confess. Use your faith for something other than, than natural stuff. But I believe in God that you can hear his voice. And then I just trust you. I'm leaning on you and not my own understanding. I'm leaning on what you said. You said, I know your voice. He's speaking plainly. He's speaking clearly. 
You know the direction for the church, the direction for this church, the direction for your life, the direction for the body of Christ is not hard to know. It's plain. In fact, it's on billboards all around us, so to speak. He, he's got it out there. Right? We said to make sure we're tuned into the right channel. There's a lot of channels out there. We have to make sure we're tuned into the right channel. But it's, it's easy to hear from him. And, and like I said, this is something that the Lord has, has been bringing, has kind of brought me back to again. And, you know, I mean, you know that it's good to come back to things, especially when the Lord brings you back to something. And, um, you know, to, to recognize, to acknowledge, to, to, uh, uh, to look for him and, and to uh, expect to see him in every area of your life. You know, you know that I've said that I think I said this a few weeks ago. Renewing the mind—it's a huge uh, deal to me. Brother Hagen said it was one of the greatest needs in the church is, is is the need to renew the mind in the body of Christ. It's one of the greatest needs to renew your mind. What does it mean thinking like Him? But notice what you are thinking like Him is so we can believe right, so that we can have right, right? You think right, so you can believe right, so then you can. So the Bible says that so you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That means that is a receiving and an experiencing of something. Right? Which came first, the chicken or the egg, you right? I mean, in this one, you got to renew your mind so you know what to expect. But it doesn't just start and end there. You, you renew your mind so you know how, how to believe, where to, where to place your trust, even when it doesn't seem like it's possible. So I think some of us, we, and I know myself, I've done this before, that you see something, you start renewing your mind, and renewing your mind is great, but you still have to apply faith to it. You still have to then trust in what you're seeing, what the Word is saying, and then step out on those things, right? Start stepping out in those things. Listen, if you're standing still, if it seems like you're in the same place year after year, listen, I love you, but it's not God's fault. You've got to start taking and putting into practice what you're hearing, Right? Renew your mind. Now, you, now, if that's not working, then take a step back. If other things are, sometimes we're, we're like I said, you got to tune into the right station. You can't listen to two different stations at the same time and not be confused. Right? You can't listen, you can't listen, be listening to the oldies and listening to talk radio and know what's going on. Right? You just can't. And so if you have to be honest with yourself, and, and I, we all have to be honest, and we all, have, we all make adjustments. He said, well, that's hard, Pastor Greg. Do you want what God has for you or don't you? And that's really what it comes down to. Who do you want to be when Jesus returns? And that's something, you know, that, 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 that you know, Amy and I have been talking about, you know, we, we, just for us, you know, Jesus is coming back. And, and, and I'm thankful for heaven. I'm looking forward to it. But I also want to make sure when I see him, then I'm not hanging out in the back of the line, hoping he gets tired today and then start reading. And I can get, be in tomorrow's line to avoid the, you know, our, our little chat. I know Mark, I picked on Mark earlier. You know, you know, he almost died on us a couple years ago. It's been two years, hasn't it? Where's Bauer at? It's been two years, right? Aren't you glad Mark's still here? The enemy tried to take his life. God is so good. God is so faithful. Praise God, right? And he said, you know, after that happened, he said, uh, you mind me sharing this? Do you even know what I'm going to say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, he was sleeping. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> uh. All right, good one, Mark. And that's your problem. All right, no, just kidding. Um, he said, you know, he said he, he, that's kind of a wake-up call. I mean, you know, when, when that happens, I mean, that... 
had it not been for prayer, and, and we're not sure exactly what all worked, but Mike was there, prayed for him, and, and, and uh, you know, God spared his life, and, and man, thank God for that. But after he said, you know, I, I just realized when that happened that, you know, I really wasn't as ready to see Jesus as I thought I was. You've got to ask yourself, right where you are tonight, your walk with God. I mean, we get excited about Jesus coming back. He's coming back. But when he does, are we ready? Not that I mean we're going to hell. I mean, if you've accepted Christ, you know where you're going, but are we really ready? I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, are you really, really ready? I mean, you think about what that moment's going to be like. Are you really ready? Well, you know, how do we get ready? Well, we get ready by pursuing him. And I'll say this, none of us are going to have, will be who we are. None of us will have arrived entirely. None of us will be perfect, right? I mean, we're still seeing things through a glass darkly. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're still growing. But the thing is, you know, what he wants to know is, are we making progress? Are we making progress? Are, are, we, are we addressing the things that, are we responding to the addressing that he's doing? You know, because, you know, he's addressing stuff. I don't care who you are, how long you've been born again, how much you love Jesus, he's, re- he's addressing stuff. He's addressing stuff. Pastor, wouldn't you agree? He's always addressing things. Even in the most holy of holy, he's addressing something. Why? Because there, there's more of him to be had, right? And so, you know, let's not get satisfied with where we are. Let's not get satisfied with the way it's been. We've got a great church. Let's not be satisfied with the church we have. There's a church that God has called us to be. Whew. Awesome. Awesome what God wants to do. I said awesome what God wants to do. But it's only it's not just if he wills it, it's if he wills it, we want to go after his will, but then if we pursue his will. Right? We renew our minds, yes. Change the way we think, put action to those things. And what happens? We prove that those things out. We'll prove those things out. I'm going all over tonight, but that's all right. Renewing your mind is important, but it's, it's like I said, it's, it's not enough. You change the way you think so you can believe right, so that you can experience right. He, he, you know, he wants you to experience what he paid for. God actually wants you to have what he paid for. He wants you to see what he paid for, to, to understand it. Uh, the, the message Bible says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who'll keep you on track. I paraphrase this like this before. In every part of life, recognize him until it becomes a personal encounter with him. The more you recognize, acknowledge him, the more you will encounter and experience him. Now, I know that that idea has, seen, has been seen by some to be weird. You do realize that, that that's, that's out there. You, you do know that, right? The, the actual, the, I, I've got a friend of mine, pastor tells the story, you know, I've got a friend of mine that the church he was going to, that uh, uh, they, they just became so uncomfortable with this church and had to leave, left the church, pulled their family out because somebody came up on a Sunday morning, got prayed for, and God actually healed them. And they left that church over it. Went to another place. It just so, was so bizarre to them. They had to get out. How many know that is not what God wants for us? It's not what God wants for us. He wants us to experience the things that Jesus paid for. God wants to demonstrate himself. Are you listening to me? God wants to demonstrate himself. 
In fact, he is, he is so looking for opportunities. He's, with, he's consumed with finding a way that we, but you know, we're partners with him. We're, we're, in, we're co-laborers with him. He's looking for opportunities to dem- demonstrate himself. I wrote this down. You know, we don't need him to manifest himself in order for us to believe. We're believers. And we're not to seek after signs. We're to seek after him. But how many know the Bible also says these signs will follow? In our pursuit of him, these demonstrations should be following us. You know, Pastor, uh, was it two weeks ago, or I don't remember what it was, he was talking about he read in Second Chronicles where the priests, you know, got up to minister and they couldn't because of the cloud, right? I want that here. I mean, I want the, I, I, you probably, like, I wish the, the, the preacher couldn't stand to minister right now. Okay, all right, all right. You know, I, I would like that too, right? But I would like that we can't stand to minister because the actual visible glory cloud is present and you can't even, you just can't even stand to minister. Now you start talking about stuff, people get a little uncomfortable. Listen, God designed, we have a better covenant established upon better promises. A better covenant would, ha- would not have less demonstration of God being himself in it than the the covenant that wasn't as good. A better covenant will have better demonstrations. God being able to be himself more, that's a better covenant upon better promises. Yeah, it's good that he lives within us and that is great and glorious, but that doesn't mean he still doesn't want to show up. In the natural, in the, listen, we are, we are multi-dimensional beings. We're spirit beings. We have a mind, we, we have a soul, we live in a body. We are in different dimensions at the same time. You know, God wants to show up in every single one of them. He wants to demonstrate not just on the inside of you making you a new creature in Christ. He wants to show up in your mind, your will, your emotions, and just completely get involved in the glory of God be all over it. He wants to do that. He also wants to do it in your body. He wants to do it physically. He wants you to see him. He wants you to be blown away by him. We have a better covenant based upon better promises. Mm. We have a better covenant based upon better promises. Children of Israel, I don't know if I said this before, but the children of Israel made God's manifest presence the center of their life. Right? I mean, in, 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 when they were in the, in the, in the wilderness, Wherever the glory cloud was, wherever the glory was, that's where they stayed. And when the glory would move, they would follow it. They would encamp around it. What are we camping around? What are we camping around? Like I said, we're not seeking after signs. We're not seeking at that, but we are going after, we're seeking him. But we also have to be open to the fact that God wants to do some stuff. If we're not open to it, really open to it, you know, you can want something and yet not make it your pursuit, right? We make him our pursuit, but still really desire these things, right? Really desire these things, and yet we're still seeking after him. Whatever he wants to do, however he wants to do it, but we actually expect him to show up and do something, However he wants to do it, we're good with it. But we want him to do these things. This, this is, I believe this is the, the call 
for, for the day we live in, God is, God is open up an invitation for us to experience him. Listen, a, a, a people, if you, if you're, if our relationship with God is only ink and paper, it's good. And that's great. I'm all for ink and paper. Ink and paper, the Bible is, is important because, you know, God will reveal himself and you can experience the presence of God in the word, right? You can. And, and you know, sometimes you'll be reading along and sudden your heart will just leap when you, when you, when you read over something. Well, that, that, is, that is the word. That is God's presence joining with you in that scripture. Don't just say, oh, that's cool and move on. No, camp there. Get in it and camp there. That's not a feeling thing. You just get it. You just camp there and stay there and stay there and stay there until he moves on to something else. That's how you get revelation of things. That's how he speaks to you through that scripture by whenever he lightens your heart, you camp out on that thing, right? We've all done it for us. Something jumps at us, but we weren't diligent to camp there. We got distracted by other places to camp, Right? See, so, so we, we definitely don't want to, don't, don't want to get away from that. We want to keep that, but, but there's more. There's more. I said, there's more. There's more. There's more. Let's not build an altar to what happened in second Chronicles. You know, we build an altar to something. It's a memorial to some great thing that happened. We can, we, we, can, we can be thankful for what happened, but also use it as fuel to know that if he's done it for one, he'll do it for another. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? If he did it for one, he'll do it for you. If he did it for one gathering, he'll do it for another gathering, <laughs> right? We hear stories of the building being on fire. Pastor talked about that. We think that's awesome. That, that praise God for what God did. You know what God did he still wants to do? Like I said, we don't need it to believe. We believe. But these signs should follow those who believe. I said, these kind of signs should follow those who believe. Listen, the world's not going to be turned around by what you believe the Bible says. Right? They're not going to they're not they're turn by what you say the Bible says. It's not, that's not going to get them. It's you demonstrating what the Bible says, right? You live in it in your own life. You demonstrating it in your own life. Our, 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 our vision, to Acts 26, I put my, I knew I eventually, I thought I might get to this, but our vision, Acts 26, 16, but rise and stand on your feet for I have appeared to you for this purpose to make you a minister and a witness of the things which you have seen and of the things which I will yet reveal to you. We got to see it and be re- have it revealed to us first. You know, it's okay to, to we want it. We, we should want to see some stuff. You should want to see some stuff. We should want to see some things. You should want revelation. If you don't, you won't get it. But if you do, you will. Because whoever hungers and thirsts, they'll be fed, Right? Minister witness of the things which you have seen and the things of which I will yet reveal to you. I'll deliver you from the Jewish people as well from the Gentiles to whom I now send you notice to open their eyes. Who's opening their eyes? Who's opening their eyes? We are. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified by faith in me. 
It's what we've seen and heard. It's being ministers and witnesses of what we've seen and heard, demonstrating those things, boldly declaring those things, right? Go over to, to uh, Isaiah. You better have some shouting shoes for this one. <laughs> Isaiah. Pastor read a, a bunch of uh, uh, prophecies this morning. I like this. Isaiah had his act together. Isaiah 60. This is the Gentiles bless Zion is the title of it. Isaiah 61. It says, arise, shine. Arise, shine. Notice it didn't say arise, reflect. It says arise, shine. If we're going to do some shining, we've got to have a, we've got to have a grip on some things, Right? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Do you think God, God wants the glory to, of God to be present upon our lives? Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. It's just not possible. It's not possible. It's too dark. No. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Notice the Gentiles shall come to whose light? Whose light? Your light, our light. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of whose rising? Are y'all out there? Who, who, whose rising does it say? That's a little you, little your. Not a capital, but a lowercase. Who is he talking about? Talking about us. Does that mean we become God? No, but we just start looking like him. We start doing what he does. Anybody out there tonight, that, that's what I want. I mean, I really, 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 really want that. I just spit on Doug there. Sorry about that. I really want that. Right? Well, we are so comfortable with the glory of God. We're so comfortable that, that our light shines, that we arise and we shine ourselves. Hey. You know, it's possible. I said it's possible. I said it's possible. We need to see God move. We need to experience him. We need to encounter him. We need to get comfortable with the presence of God. We need to go after it. We need to get comfortable with it. We need to know how to get ourselves there and how to take somebody else with us, right? We need to get comfortable to the point that, that when we get together, that it's so, we so expect it that God can't help but to show up and to make himself known, right? And can't help but to come along and mess up our meetings and our services, Right? That, that's what God wants to do. I said, that's what God wants to do. But we've got to want it first. So we've got to want it first. We've got to expect it first. We've got to believe for it first. Amen. Oh, praise God. You know, something was said, and it really, you know, it, 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 uh, it at least, you know, identified where I had been for a while. And I want you to understand where I'm coming from, but, but 
a person has said this. He said, you know, over, over, over the course of time, the church has gotten accustomed to gathering over a message, gathering around a message, meaning we come together to hear a message. And, you know, I can be honest with you. I lived a, 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 a large portion of my life looking for a message, right? And, you know, we should have good messages. We do have great messages, Right? I'm talking about actual sermons and things, and, and we should have great messages, great sermons. And, and, but you know what we should be gathering for is for his presence and not just a message. There's a difference. In his presence, there'll be a message, right? If we chase after his presence as a congregation, after the glory of God, the presence of God, the uh, 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 being in his presence, if we chase after that, if we make that him, him. I love my wife. I want to be around her, right? Sometimes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She rolls around. Nobody laughed. I just got the stank out from her. All right. All right. That's good. You know, you fall in love. You want to be around that person. I love you. I might see you next year. No, you're finding ways to be around them, aren't you? Right? I mean, Amy and I, we were dating. I mean, you know, if I wasn't working or here at the church, I was hanging out trying to find out what she's doing, right? I mean, she might be doing something I wasn't interested in all, but in, at all. But if she's there, I'm going to be there, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Jonathan's like, no, we'll pray for you, brother. <laughs> I'm believing God for good wives for these young men in our church and the young ladies, good husbands. So. And if you want one, God will have you give you one. I just say this, make God your pursuit. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Delight in yourself in him and pursuing him. I mean, you know, that, that, you know let's be honest. That's, that's, that, I think there needs to be a shift in how we look at things, right? We're going to have good messages. We've got great teachers. Pastor's a great teacher. She's a great preacher. I'm somewhere, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfactory at times, right? <laughs> well... Hello, I don't know. All right. But you know, if all you come is to hear a message, it's easy to skip through praise and worship. You know, the, oh Lord. I, I've talked a little bit about worship. I'm just kind of rambling. Is this all right? Uh, uh, I, I talked a little bit about worship. The scripture says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Right? Our worship, our praise enables us to go through a gate and enter into a court. What is a gate? What does a gate do? It separates two, two different realities. Right? If you have a front yard and you have a backyard that's fenced in with a gate, what does that gate do? You have a front yard experience, but then you have a backyard experience. Why do people have a gate on the back of their house? Why? Their backyard. Because that's, that's reserved just for them, right? It's not just open to anybody. You just can't come up. You got to go through the gate. See, if we're, if we're sermon-minded only, now we should be believing God for us. Let's not throw everything we know, right? We, 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 I'm saying we're, we're, we're expecting to hear from God. How many know that if we're expecting to hear from God, it doesn't always have to come from the pastor, Right? There's treasure in earthen vessels that are other earthen vessels than the pastoral staff earthen vessels that needs to be given out. 
right? But there's a, it, it, so we don't want to, we want to expect that. We want to, we want to, we want to expecting for utterance and for whoever gets up to minister to, to have the, have be on point and have the word from the Lord for us that we have for that, that time we come together. But that's, that shouldn't be our first thing. It should be going after him. So if you're sermon minded, message minded, you're looking to an individual to tell you what God's saying. But if you're presence minded, you're looking to him to tell you whatever he needs to tell you in any part of the service, including the sermon. Right, But you can miss in praise and worship where you enter from one reality into another, go through a gate. You can miss what he has for you and not get into the backyard where he's at because you're looking for a message. You want him to put something on the front door, deliver a note to you when he's inviting you in the backyard to the cookout to talk to you in person. Right? You're looking for the Snapchat story of what happened in the backyard. Right? Instead of actually being in the backyard and being in the snapshot or the Snapchat pictures, right? There's a difference. There, I said there's a difference. We have an invitation from him. There is a call. I don't know about you. Is this something that, that stirs you as well? That, yeah, we've been called for more. We've been, we've been called for more. But we have to want it for ourselves before we're going to be able to give it to somebody else. You can't give what you don't have. You can't reflect what you've never seen. Your light don't work if there's not an energizer battery in it. Right? You got to have it. You got to have it in there, in you, right? Before you can shine for anybody else. Pursue the presence of God. Pursue the presence of God. I, 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 like I said, we, 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 can we just make it a point to pursue the presence of God? Now, I'll, I'll let you, well, no, I won't. I'll hold that. I'm not talking about feelings. We'll stop here in just a minute. I've been going for 30 minutes. We'll, I'm not talking about feelings. Like I said, you know, God wants to influence every aspect of our lives. He does. But I'm not talking about a feeling. But at the same point, we have to also understand that God wants to affect your feelings. He wants you to feel him. I'm kind of saying this again, but he wants you to sense him. He wants you to feel him. He wants you to not just know him, which this is important, but he wants you to have all of it. Adam and Eve walked with him in the cool of the day. It wasn't just a spiritual thing only. It was their life. He wants us to sense him. He wants us to feel him. It's possible to have an emotionless, feelingless, probably not a word, senseless relationship with God. It's possible. You know, I was thinking this afternoon, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, we were, we, we, how many of you know I'd like to ski just a little bit? <laughs> and uh, thankfully, it's snowing somewhere in the U.S. right now. I'm getting very, I was actually, actually, during, while Amy was fixing lunch, I was looking at uh, Snapchat, not, not Instagram, I don't use Snapchat, Instagram video of Jackson Hole, Wyoming, tons of snow coming down. I'm about to run, right? And so uh, I was just, oh, that looks so, oh, thank God for a cold weather. I'm excited. So I love to ski. Well, a couple years ago, I'll get carried away. A couple years ago, 
we were skiing in, in Colorado, and uh, I was in an area that I had done before with Jordy and I, where we'd done many, many times, and, and the Lord had told me to not do something particular, and, and Jordy went around, and I did not listen. He was smart. I don't know if the Lord told you to stay away from that, but he had told me on the way up to this area, and when you get to the top, he told me to sit down and turn your skis and skip that top section. What? I'm like, okay. When I get there, I thought, well, I've done this a hundred times before. I'm going to do it again. Woo! Right? Have you ever ignored the voice of the Lord before? And on that very first turn, I wiped out. Tried to make my very first turn that had I sat down and turned my skis, I'd avoided that icy section. But no, I didn't listen. First turn, I wiped out. And I go tumbling down, you know, and Jordy can tell you I was making some noise. I was hollering. I can just say it hurt like crazy. Now, we're about to go skiing. Don't be worried. Everybody's going to be fine because they're not going to ignore the voice of the Holy Ghost or Pastor Greg, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to Jackson Hole or and we're not doing double diamonds where we're going. But anyway, uh, so, you know, I fell down this thing and a tree st- stopped me as I was sliding down. Thank God for that little tree. Ran it, slid into it on the side. I was picking up steam heading into a clump of trees and uh, it could have been very, very, very bad. Could have, it could have killed me. And uh, so there was one little tree. I don't, I don't know if it was a tree, a little tiny thing sticking up out of the snow. And I just managed to hit it right in the side. It kind of hurt. And I was wrapped all around it. But I was thankful that I didn't go head first into these trees. So we're laying there. And I don't know what all happened to me. I never went to the, the doctor to have it checked out, per se. But I just know that it hurt like crazy. Burning, tearing, something was out of place, something was torn, I don't know, but it was extremely painful. As I'm yelling at Jordy, put my leg back, and he's like, I didn't touch your leg. And so he's screaming at me, and I'm screaming at him, you know, and so uh, I'm telling him, go get the, don't, go get the people, because I was in a lot of pain, go get the ski patrol, and, and I, then I was afraid that if he'd leave me, I might be back there an hour by myself, because we were in the middle of nowhere, and uh, just happened to be, long story, the head of the ski patrol in Aspen was on his day off, just happened to be right where we were just happened to be there. And he was actually the head of their medical response team. Am I getting something wrong? Am I getting something wrong? He heard me screaming. I was getting to that. I was, I was going to get to that. He just happened to be, now this is a very large area, right? I mean, this is a very large area that people ski it and you can see it from the normal areas of the ski resort, but people are like little dots. And where I was, they could not see me. They couldn't hear me from where everybody else was. He just happened to be in our area. He heard me Praise in the name of Jesus. I mean, I mean, I mean, I was screaming at Jordy, put it back. I was, I was, I was not having a good day. And so he heard me screaming and he skied over and, and ended up, so Jordy didn't have to leave me and I wasn't there an hour and ended up, you know, uh, it was so bad. He said, he said, listen, it's actually more dangerous for us to ski you out of here in your condition than it is for you to try to ski yourself out of here because it's dangerous for you and us. If we try to ski, we were not in a good spot. And, um, so I, they, you know, I got, we got up and we skied our way out of there. Now it wasn't crazy, but it still was a double diamond area and it was not someplace you just, you know, somebody who's got a messed up knee should be skiing. So skied our way out. We skied down the rest of the mountain, called it a day, you know. And um, when we got off the hill, I mean, I was having a hard time walking. And, and as, as it went on, you know, I couldn't, I would lay down at night that night and the weight of my foot would pull my leg out of place. And that tearing, just the weight of my foot would pull it over and you could feel it tearing. I mean, it was, how many know that that's not pleasant? 
So we're like, oh, 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 oh. You never watch those Truth of the ER shows, I guess. So, okay. We watch those things. Ooh, it's great. And we think of Steve because he'd be passed out by halfway through the show. But so just sitting there and my, the weight of my foot, no shoe on it, would just start to pull it out. And just you'd feel that tearing, burning sensation. And so, you know, I'm, I, couldn't, so I, had to, I couldn't sleep. I had to have stuff on my legs to keep them immobile to sleep. I couldn't walk. But the trip wasn't over. And so the next day, I'm supposed to ski with Nate and Jack, and, and, and I was like, I am not going to miss out on skiing. I'm not going to do it. So we went that next day, and Jack and Nate and I, we skied, and not double diamonds, we did regular uh, black diamond mogul runs in the trees almost the entire day. And I skied it almost the entire day. Didn't have a single issue. My knee never went out, never hurt, never bothered me. Was fine the entire time. But then when I couldn't ski, when we quit skiing, I couldn't walk. I kept thinking, I'm going to have to go home. I'm going to be that guy in the airport who went skiing that they're wheeling around in a wheelchair. Like, oh, that idiot just leaving vacation. Yeah, I'm not going to be that guy. I was going to be that guy, but I was going to be looking at and laughing at. He went out and did something stupid. I, I thought for sure I was going to be John Schrader. Because <laughs> John did that to us one year. Anyway, I, I, and I actually thought I'm gonna, I, that, that did cross my mind. I'm going to be John Schrader. Great. But you know, I, I could, I skied, I skied with Jack and Nate. We did, we didn't do green bunny runs. We were doing moguls, bumps in the trees. And so I got home and I was like, God, I was like, what's the deal? I can ski this stuff that a lot of people can't ski at all. I can ski and have no pain, but I can't walk. I can do this, but I can't sleep. So what's the deal? And the Lord said, told me, he said, cause that's what you were willing to accept. It didn't make any sense. He said, that's what you were willing to accept. Do you know you can have an emotionless, passionless relationship with God that is based upon do's and don'ts, right? Based upon commands. You can have that kind of walk with God and not have the other if you'll allow it. If you're willing to accept it, you can have that. But if you're not willing to accept that, you can have a passionate, God-filled relationship. And we can storm old ground, take old, retake old ground together, right? Where we have had a tendency to build monuments to, we can take those again. We can see God redo those things. We talked about redigging wells, and we can we can we can have those things. We can if we're if 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 we're not satisfied with something else, if we're not willing to accept something else, we can have that. Well, I don't see how that's possible. We can have what what Pastor talked about a couple weeks ago. How can we have? How is that even possible? That's just well, you know, it's not us. We're not looking to make anything happen. We're not looking to put anything on. But we can have those things if we're, if, if we're just not, if we won't be satisfied with not having them. Right? You know, there's a part of being satisfied in your walk with God that's important to be satisfied. But there's also another part of you that should be wanting to push forward. Push forward, push forward, push forward, push forward. Paul was thankful for what had happened, but he said, I press on. Why? Because there's something, something's been laid. God laid a hold of me for something and I have to have every bit of it. You can camp where you've been or you can move when he moves. 
when he wants to do something else, he starts uh, uh, emphasizing something else, we can have it if we'll go after it. I'm not saying we, we're not going to produce it, but we've got to be open to it. We've got to desire it. We, we, we have to make sure our motives when we're together are, are we're going after him. And uh, to be honest with you, it's something the Lord had to deal with me about. We come together. We're going to do it for a message. When I, when, I, when, I, when, when I read that, when I heard that, I thought, ooh, ouch, ouch. I've lived a lot like that. You know, as a minister, it's possible to, to just come just to preach a message. Right? You know, sometimes there's, there are times where he doesn't want me to preach a message. He wants to let one of you preach the message or maybe the message is just in his presence. I mean, he can get a lot of stuff across. Right? Let's, let's go after him. Let's make his presence our goal. Like I said, it's not a feeling, it's not a thing, but we have to be open to him. We're not seeking manifestations. We have to, we have to be open to them, though. Now, the world's way is action follows feeling. Right? We act when we feel inspired. That's the world's way. You know that's not God's way. Feeling follows action. Isaiah 26 says, you will keep, speaking of God, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Notice being in perfect peace comes as a result of your action. But a lot of times people want to be in perfect peace. They want to trust in him when they're in perfect peace. You don't experience any part of what God has for us the way the world does things. When it feels good, then, then you know it'll work. When it feels right, then you pursue it. No, when you see something, you pursue it whether you feel it or not, right? Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. It's not, you know, waiting on the Lord. When you're in the presence of the Lord, you also, waiting on your strength. I mean, they, they both go both ways, but those who wait on the Lord, action first, they'll, they'll have, their strength will be renewed. See what I'm saying? So what do we know to do when we come together? Let's just do it. Let's just do it. This church has been taught so well, right? Been taught really, really, really well. And we're not saying that's a badge of how good of a job we are and go to church. There's a lot of stuff we need to know better. And we need to make adjustments on some things, <laughs> right? Oh, got, got quiet. Let's never think we know everything, right? But let's do what we know to do. You know, I, I was thinking about this. You know, natural gas is odorless. It's colorless, it's tasteless. Now, they have to add a chemical to it. It makes it smell like sulfur, rotten eggs, you know. But in its natural state, you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you wouldn't know it's there. If we thought tonight there was a natural gas leak, we don't use natural gas, you know, here, we electricity, but if we thought there was a natural gas leak, do you think we'd be playing with matches? Do you think it'd affect how we came into the house? came into the church? Do you think it would affect how you went into your home if you thought there was a natural gas leak? Well, I don't smell anything. I don't, I don't taste anything. I don't see anything. But if you had a report that there was a natural gas leak, do you think it would change what you do? It better. Right? Well, on, on this side of it, when we gather together, he's here with us. I mean, he's made his, he's made his home in us individually and collectively. Right? I mean, he's made his home in us. 
He wants to demonstrate himself in our presence. So we know these things. But whether we feel something or not, we act. But I will tell you this, feelings will fall in line. I said feelings will fall in line. Our senses will pick these things up, but we have to act on what we know to be true first. Does that make sense? You know, I'll just say, if, if we come in together and, and, and we just make it our goal to honor him, you know, you might have had something going on in your life. Maybe you had the worst day. Maybe you don't feel good. But, you know, making that a sacrifice, laying that at Jesus' feet, putting that aside. Maybe your whole world is falling apart. You know, people go through stuff, right? You have something that, you ever gone, come to church and your mind is just, trying to be consumed with something else, legitimate. Of course, you know, Jesus said, what can you do by worrying, <laughs> right? But, you know, you have something really that's going on. And the grace of God is there, even to the best of your ability, to lay that at his feet and to make him your pursuit while we're together. When you get up in the morning, make him your pursuit before you even deal with that stuff. Make him your pursuit, Right? The day will take care of itself, but when, when, when the Lord prompts you, when you recognize him here, when you see him there, to then respond to that and draw close to that. And uh, I know we got to stop. It's, it's, I've been talking for a long time. Um, Exodus, I think. It's the, the, uh, when the, the burning bush encounter maybe it's Exodus 1 Exodus 3 yeah Exodus 3 you know, we, I started this whole series and just talking about recognizing him and, and acknowledging him and you know if you begin to do that in one area you'll begin to see him in others and these are just practical ways of, of getting to the point to where we're pursuing him and, and having him show up and demonstrate himself. That's what he wants to do. But in, in, in Exodus 3, it says, Now when Moses was tending the flocks of Jethro's father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Herob, the mountain of God, verse 2, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. So God was doing something. Now, in previous times, we talked about noticing small things. Just, and I just use that as an example to start somewhere. Because, you know, God's grace is all around us. His presence, his influence is everywhere. It's here tonight. And if you begin to see it, and, and you got to start somewhere. See it in little things, you begin to recognize it in other areas, right? If anybody had been doing this, you begin to recognize his influence in a lot of other areas that maybe before you didn't see. And it grows from little practical things to other things. Things that we are easy to explain, other things that maybe aren't so easy. But you know what? That could, that's God who's doing that. That's how you begin to tune into the right channel, right? So he noticed that, that this, the bush was on fire. And I always thought this was strange. But now it makes sense to me. He said, it said, so he looked, this is Moses, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Verse 3, then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. There's a part about seeing something and then turning towards it. It's an action. 
right? He saw it. A lot of times we can see stuff and we can think, oh, that's weird, or even say, oh, that's God. But, it, but if we don't do something, then with it, seeing it is not enough, right? That's not enough. That's not the end always. That's not always the end of the transaction. But that would be a pretty cool thing. Moses could tell his boys, I, his kids, I saw a bush. It was on fire, and it did not burn. It had to be God. And they would have passed that down from generation to generation. He'd have missed out on what God had for him. He says he saw it. Verse 3, then, he, then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why does the bush burn? Why does uh, this, this great sight, why the bush does not burn? Verse 4, when, so when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called, God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Here I am. What's the point? Let's, when, these, when we see him moving, when we're in service here and, 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 and you sense just, just the ever so slight presence of God anointing in the place or do it from faith, from the simple point that we know that when we're gathered together, right? Start where you are, but don't just sense the beginning, turn aside and acknowledge it. Begin to look, begin to give your attention to it, right? I mean, Moses saw was on fire, but he got his, his mandate. He got his marching orders after he turned aside to it. His message was in what God was doing. When he turned to what God was doing, then the message was clear, right? All I'm saying is, you know, let's, let's be quick to respond to him. Let's make it a practice when we come together to respond to him. I believe if uh, this is our core group on Sunday nights, if we'll begin to do that, we'll change Sunday mornings. Right? We'll begin to, we'll change the atmosphere. Because you know this, if you ever walk into a place where they've had an, somebody's had a fight, there's an atmosphere, right? When we were at Ramah, Keith Moore said, you know, uh, uh, strife is the manifest presence of the enemy. And it's true, it's, it's a real deal. How you know we can also, we can also uh, uh, affect the atmosphere when we come together? One person respond, seeing. Not, not necessarily with their eyes, but seeing in the word, seeing in, in, in sensing the presence of God and responding to it, turning toward it. And if another will do it, no, we can then affect the atmosphere of our services, right? You have a service where, you know, somebody gets up to minister and says, reads one scripture and just knocks everybody out, Right? We have another time we come together and nobody says anything, but we hear about Brother Hagin talking about how when, uh, you know, just something, a flash happened and all the sinners were up front. Let's not build a monument to it. Let's go after God. Let's go after what he wants to do. Right? Every time we come together, we can have something like that. We can have God's best for that service. We can have what God wants for that service, that, that time when we're together. Right? Well, praise God. That's my heart. I believe we have, a, we have an opportunity, don't you? At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.